Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Bob Mendelson, and this is the Bob's Your Uncle podcast. Today we speak about asbestos removal and the dangers of not removing it and about international travel and being an entrepreneur from the great state of Kansas. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining me for this Bob's Your Uncle podcast season one, episode 16. Of note, the opinions are strictly my own and those of any of my guests. You can now find us and comment directly to us wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple iTunes, the list goes on. We have a lot of topics to discuss, even so, on the Bob's Your Uncle podcast, you are part of the show. We do want to see and hear you. Send us a message, and in the weeks to come, we'll talk about pickleball again, country music, wars, rumors of wars. Let's see where the spirit takes us. Whether you're at home, online, on the road with me in your headset, at the gymnasium, or out for your evening constitutional, wherever you get podcasts, that's where we will be. Thanks for being with us for these 18 minutes. Amanda McGinnis is both my personal travel agent and the sponsor of this podcast, and it will help all three of us if you book your next trip with her, including hotels and flights and all things tourist. Good morning, Amanda. Let me ask, winter did not go away last week. It's even gotten darker here in Sydney. Tell me about winter vacations here in Australia. Well, I'm certainly more partial to summer holidays. So for me, winter holidays in Australia means flying up north to tropical North Queensland or the top end to get some heat. But if you are looking for winter holidays, we have ski fields like Threadbow and Perisher in New South Wales and Mount Buller, Falls Creek and Hotham in Victoria. You could also head down south to Tassie and embrace the cold weather, warm up at some of the wineries, breweries or distilleries and even catch a glimpse of the southern lights if you're lucky. Of course, one of my favourite things in winter right uh, now in Sydney is Vivid, which is the amazing light installations around the city. And we are heading out for a cruise on the harbour this weekend to see the lights from the water. And I cannot wait. Can you organise things that we cannot organise for ourselves? I wouldn't necessarily say that I can organize things you can't organize for yourself, but it's often a fair bit easier to liaise with an agent as they will take all aspects of your journey and put it into one booking, which saves you from having to book in multiple places and with multiple suppliers. The agents will often do the research for you and are more familiar with which areas are good to stay and which experiences are worth participating in. So there really is a lot of value in booking with an agent. I trust you. Um, (laughs) how, How do people reach you? Alrighty, so in order to reach me, you can just type into your search bar bit.ly slash Amanda365, which is B-I-T full stop L-Y slash A-M-A-N-D-A 365. That's the best. Thanks so much, Amanda. Thanks, Bob. Talk to you soon. Cheers. On this date in history, 14 June in 1916, then-President of the United States Woodrow Wilson won the nomination of the Democrats for re-election. He ran on the slogan, He Kept Us Out of the War. Also on this date in 1381, King Richard II in England met leaders of the Peasants' Revolt on Blackheath, 
rebels stormed the Tower of London and were met with no resistance. And as a bonus, on this date in 1942, exactly 80 years ago today, my mom and dad got married. How good is that? Well, even though they passed away 17 years ago or so, it's still good to remember those who got you where you are and to become the you you are. And that's the historical marker of the week. Thomas Bradford Mayhew is a lover of history, of Kansas, of his wife and children. He's an all-rounder. Get ready to learn a lot in this segment and to be enriched personally. He's a Kansas native and graduated the University of Kansas, the national basketball champions yet again in the NCAA <laughs> in 2022. He's actually a longtime friend who graduated in... What was your course of study? I had a special major in Kansas. It was an interdisciplinary major, like uh, my companion major was American Studies. You grew up in a much smaller town. Well, I was born in Edwards County, and that's where my dad's family pioneered. And my mom's family pioneered in Reno County, which is Hutchinson, which is a town of 40,000. Brad, you and your dad were farmers. Did you uh, use chemicals? Did that affect anything? Instead of disking summer fallow, you just spray it with a herbicide to kill, knock back the weeds. Does knocking back the weeds hurt anything else? Well, the groundwater is uh, contaminated with atrazine now. Uh, infants can't drink it. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, I just got treated last year for prostate cancer and When I looked at Mayo's book about prostate cancer, they said that they did a study of Iowa farmers and they had like twice the rate of prostate cancer as the normal population. So I'm not saying that that's why I got it, why I got it, but you know, I think it could be a contributing factor, especially since I was working with some of those chemicals when I was in high school and early college. So I was still in my growth phase. The story of Aaron Brockovich fighting the man going up and it was a chemical problem in the water in that town that wasn't a fictional story was it no that was a real story no she's from lawrence too wait a minute yeah aaron brockovich was from here well actually you know my wife's from jewel county up on the northern tier of counties and and uh, her grandfather was from smith county and that's where aaron brockovich was born and then her family moved to lawrence uh so chemicals uh, are an issue. Now, you got involved way back in the early 80s, wasn't it, in something about asbestos? I did. I uh, had a friend, a mutual friend of ours, Bob Scahan, who was a consultant to a, a, a small firm that became a very big firm. And, and so then I enrolled in uh, a master's program in environmental engineering. And they had just gotten an EPA grant uh, from, to start a National Asbestos Training Center. And so I was trained, I was in the industry, so I got a job while in graduate school, school doing that and allowed me to stay all the way through. We were struggling to get by. Uh, and then uh, 
I was able to, uh, our, another friend, Dave Vonseca, uh, allowed me to, to use his computers and his secretary back in the days when computers were not very good, but it was better than nothing. And uh, I wrote manuals and, and got approved to train. And so in January of 1987, I trained my first classes and, and we had a pretty good year. And uh, by September, I hired my first employee and it felt so good. I hired one the next week. And by the end of the next year, I had 40, 35 employees. You were training people to do what? Uh, asbestos removal, asbestos investigation, designing asbestos projects. Um, and then by the, by the early 90s, we started training in lead paint. And eventually, we did hazmat training and uh, mold training. So we still do that all over the world. Well... Uh, the companies knew that they were selling a dangerous chemical, but they advertised it as a safe chemical. And uh, so by the 80s, the lawsuits were, were coming in and they were being uh, hammered for fraud. And so uh, my father-in-law was a lawyer. He got a settlement for the school that my wife went to for high school. Um, to remove the asbestos. He got a quarter of a million dollars or something from one of the manufacturers. By 2000, almost all the manufacturers were bankrupt and they'd set aside a fund if they had any money, like John's Manville. Uh, but that was what was happening in the 80s and uh, the whole thing uh, operated on such a scale because the people knew, and this was all proven in the lawsuits you know, one at a time, pinpricks here and there around the, around the country that uh, they knew and they didn't care. Wow. What is asbestos? It's a naturally occurring fibrous mineral. It's uh, got a lot of good characteristics. It's uh, chemically stable. It uh, uh, is heat resistant. It's an insulator. Uh, and uh, it adds strength to things like asbestos cement. So asbestos cement shingles on houses or asbestos cement panels, uh, siding for industrial buildings or military buildings or roofing. Uh, it's, it was used in 4,000 different products. So it was a good thing or it wasn't? It was never good? It could have been good for some things if people had known. The dangers. The dangers. Uh, and a head of uh, maintenance for that school district died of asbestos disease. Well, there's, uh, there's several diseases. Oh. It, uh, uh, the latest number I've heard is like 40,000 people in America die every year from asbestos disease. Uh, mesothelioma is the cancer that our friend Ron Foster died of, uh, which is... And he was in construction. He was a plumber, union plumber. Uh, <clears throat> and then uh, it, it's a big contributor to lung cancer and uh, gastrointestinal cancer. And then... The most common disease from the people that worked with it regularly uh, in the early days, like the Asbestos Workers Union, was asbestosis, which is a scarring of the lung, and typically it leads to death by heart failure. Where has this work you created taken you? Uh, having a Father in Heaven that cares about you, because... Um, the kind of work that I ended up doing really fit me at that time. You know, I, 
I had my weaknesses, I had my strengths, and uh, so doing training classes and, and all that was, uh, was a great fit for me. But we train in 25 states a year, and uh, before COVID, three or four or five countries a year. Uh, we have regular gigs in uh, Korea. I'm going back in Korea in May. Uh, Spain, I don't go there because I don't speak the language. When you go there, what else do you make happen? Well, I uh, try to connect with the local church, and uh, I'm fairly aggressive at trying to get an opportunity to sing at the church. So I've performed, you know, all over the world. Just, uh, like like the old days when uh, we were Jesus freaks, you know, uh, acoustic guitar, and and uh, I've written some songs, and so I'll sing those. I've got one song called "The Mercies of the Lord." So I worked with. Uh, a family, and we translated my song into Chinan Tech. Which is a local Indian dialect. Right. From ancient history, really. Right, yeah. And, and different dialects on top of the mountain and on in the valley. You know. That's great. So you get to sing, you get to connect with the local church, you pray together with some other brothers and sisters. So your religion is not localized it's not here it's not a kansas religion it's really global that's the beauty of it and how'd you learn that were you were you raised religiously i grew up in the presbyterian church but i uh, didn't really know how to connect with god your spiritual journey began here in lawrence after thanksgiving sometime i was at a party and all of a sudden, everybody in the room was explaining God. And, I don't know what that means. Well, I mean, it was You were awake. I was awake. You were seeing, but it wasn't really happening. So it's no. ethereal. Okay. And, and, but it was... And, and then... Uh, it's like somebody snapped their fingers, and everything was darkness and confusion. And so I was just made to know that those were mutually exclusive... I had to choose one or the other. What were the choices? To believe that there was a God or to believe everything was darkness and confusion. So I was a believer. And I went back and I didn't really tell anybody. I was on the fringes for a year. The summer of 74, I went all in. What does that look like? What does it mean to be all in? in this religion world? I think it means to be in fellowship, in intimate fellowship with people. And in those days, uh, the mustard seed uh, was intimate. And people lived, you know, I, I lived with a family. I lived at the house on Tennessee Street for the summer with Fred Steubenroth uh, as my roommate. Wayne Boyer was there. And Mike Flynn was there. And... Uh, some some of those people are still in my life, you know. I was just down in Arizona visiting Fred, uh, but then I think when God gets you surrounded by all these people and in these relationships, that's when He can begin to work on you. Well, how many kids do you have? I just have six. And so, what does the future look like for Thomas B. Mayhew? Well. I feel like I'm just coming into my own. Last summer, 
uh, and I'm really interested in regenerative agriculture, which is a whole new way of doing things that gets rid of the chemicals, gets rid of the fertilizer, gets rid of the pesticides. Anything else you want to tell us? I'm glad you were there in those days uh, when we had your birthday here. Um, you know, you were telling about some of the things that you did. You know, like you were young, I was young. We didn't really know what we were doing, but we were we had integrity. Today, for those who don't know, we're recording this on Easter Sunday morning. And we sing, Christ the Lord is risen today. And the response is, hallelujah. Because if he really is risen, the world's different. If he's not, then it's just another story. Like I said, if it's all darkness and confusion, I don't want to take my finals. <laughs> I, I don't want a part of it at all. Yeah. Exactly right. Brad, thanks so much yeah. for this time. It's been a pleasure. Shalom. Every week we read from the number one bestseller of nonfiction, the Bible. Today from Yochanan chapter 10, Yeshua said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Do you have a comment or question? Hit us up on bobmendo at aol.com or comment right there where you're getting your podcast. For instance, this week we have a couple of lovely comments. First from a Jewish woman in Japan who writes, I'm really enjoying these interesting and entertaining podcasts. So many different topics I'm learning while being entertained. And this one from Sandy somewhere in the U.S. Wonderful pod. Love this show. Don't forget to post your own review on iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever. And thanks for helping us get known out there. Also, please follow, subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to book all your travel needs with Amanda McInnes at travelpartners.com.au. Next week, I'm going to talk to you without a guest about some more Just Now topics as the folks in the North try to make sense of senseless gun violence. Until then, from me, Bob Mendelson, when things seem bleak or uncertain, look up to God. He's in his heaven. And Bob's your uncle. Shalom from Sydney. Sydney.